I started to realize as I got involved with business and I had all the time somebody trying to use me and take advantage of me, I started to understand it. I'm like, you start to want to get this shield up and kind mm -hmm. of protect yourself. But I vowed that I would never allow that because the day that I allow that, I got to get out of the industry. I can't yeah. allow it to ruin who I am. What's up, guys? How's it going? This is Sean French with another episode of the podcast, Determined Society. I'm really excited. I have a special guest today. Uh, before I get going on that, though, I'd like to ask you guys, if you guys, please, you enjoy the show. If you get something out of what I say or my guest says, please share the show. That's how I'm growing right now. Um, just like our good friend, Andy Frisella, I do not run ads. So how I'm growing is how you're is how you're sending my message along. But today I have an awesome guest. I like to think all my guests are really awesome because they are. But this woman to me is a true self-made entrepreneur. Uh, she's a she's a model. She's a fitness pro. She is a first form sponsored athlete, and she also has a sponsorship with Arm Angstat Arms. It's a it's a gun uh, it's a gun brand, and she actually also has a brand new gun store called Lobo's Defense, and that's just launching. And I'm super excited to have my new friend Gia McCool on the show. What's going on, Gia? Hey, thank you so much. You're so kind. Oh, that was so amazing what you said. <laughs> thank you I very much. I appreciate it. It was distracting because I have you have Marilyn Monroe in your background. Oh. And, uh, it's like a life-size version of her. <laughs> yeah, it is, this is a, there's a story behind that painting. That's uh, actually my father and my brother's they had a little bit of a, a, they were, you know, they love Marilyn and they passed away recently. So it was one of the things I inherited that keep me kind of close to my, my dad and my brother. So. That's awesome. That's really cool. Um, you know, Marilyn Monroe, big icon. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the dudes loved her back in the day. Um, beautiful and intelligent woman, but, uh, I love the story behind it. And it's really cool that you're able to have that piece, that painting in your office to keep your loved ones close to you. It's really awesome. It is. Cool. A um, couple fun questions before we start. All right. Um, so since you're a first form sponsored athlete, you obviously love their products as so do I, because you called me out on my hat and my shaker before <laughs> we started the show. Um, I promise. I promise it wasn't intentional. I guys, if you're listening, I told her, I told you, I just had a really shitty haircut and this was the closest hat to me in the first form shaker. Well, it's sick. I'm not going to drink water out of anything else. So the viewers, you're going to have to deal with it. But um, so getting back to it, what is your favorite level one protein flavor? The cinnamon cookie batter. That's a good one. That is a really good one. Yeah, I, I saw a YouTube video that you did with the uh, Summer Smash strawberry cheesecake or something like that. Yeah, so they're all good. They like yeah. every single one of them has a purpose. So like I have to have them like at least three, three to four flavors just because mm -hmm. I use them for different things. But like as a universal flavor, that's the one that will kind of, you can do for everything along with the chocolate and also the ice cream sandwich you can do like for anything, but then all like your, your strawberry, that's like, if you want to, 
just make different things. But I love level one. It's probably one of the best proteins I've ever had. It's really cool because it's so dynamic in flavor that you can make protein um, French toast with it. You can do a lot of, I saw a post the other day from this dude, Ryan, he, he made this cinnamon roll uh, concoction and it was incredible. So um, big, uh, my, I think my favorite is chocolate banana. Oh, I haven't tried that one yet. It's good. Yeah, it's, no, yeah. I mean, like they all are amazing. I mean, out of all the things I've ever tried, what I like about it is just, it's easy to mix. Like sometimes when I'm, when I'm traveling, I don't have time to bring everything. So I just put some, some level one in a Ziploc and I literally can take a spoon and put it straight into water with a spoon and it will blend nicely. It's not like anything I learned. I've never tried. So I, I've never had any of them clump up or anything like that. Just yeah. in a normal shaker. It's pretty cool. So, um, there's, there's the plug for level one and first form guys. So go buy your protein. Um, fun question. Now, what do you have any hidden talents? Yeah. So a lot of people don't know that I like to sing. Um, I actually go into, I've been going in back and forth to the recording studio and just playing around for years. I'm actually working on a song release soon. Um, just waiting for the, I have a hook in this release. So mm-hmm. the main thing or I'm waiting for me to come back into town to finish it up. And I also like art. So I used to actually sell my paintings and I did abstract art and oil paintings. That's awesome. That's really cool. If you were out at a karaoke bar, what would you be singing? <laughs> so I love seven nation army. Mm-hmm. Okay. Share, uh, share songs. Um, I like acoustic guitar. So anything with a So Jack Johnson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some of the like older songs. I just I miss the stories that older songs, you know, like our 80s and our 90s used to tell stories. I miss that, you know. My wife's the same way. So when we're going on a road trip, she'll throw in all her 80s music. And if I'm yeah. driving, I'm like, listen, this stuff's gonna put me to sleep. She goes, No, but the messages are amazing. I'm like, yeah. you're right. Because now like music isn't the same. And so I can relate to that. I, I think you and my wife would get along and definitely in your uh, music taste so far. So that's cool. Um, so it's funny because last time I asked a guest what they would be singing in karaoke, it was uh, my friend uh, Christy back in the day and she said, baby got back. So this one's uh, a little bit of a different, this one's a little yeah. bit of a different feel. Yeah, that's a fun, a fun vibe. I'm more of like, I like to have like moral to the stories. I don't know. (laughs) You know, it's funny because that actually leads into how I kind of found you to be, to be perfectly honest. Like I came across a a podcast that you were on, uh, maybe J.R. Rice or something like that. And you were talking about, his question was, what was it or what has been replaced that you wish would come back and you talked about kind of just in person and, you know, really dialing into the work and not wanting that instant gratification. And so I came across that and I thought that was really insightful. And then just all of your messages had so much impact. I'm like, dude, I got to reach out to Gia. Like it, it just, it was, it was amazing. So, um, how, have, have you always, me. what's that? Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm jacked to have you on. I'm jacked to have you on and to connect with you and, and to have this cool conversation. So um, just giving a little bit of the background of how we connected for the audience that obviously doesn't know, but um, guys, whatever you're putting out there and the messages that you're sending, people are seeing 
whether they respond to you or not, whether they message you. Um, but just know that you're only seeing about 10% of the impact that you're making on people. Um, and yeah, so reach out to people, let them know that they're making an impact because I don't care who they are. We all like to hear it. So I think people are so, uh, they pay attention too much to like overall numbers and they need to just concentrate on just getting your message out. And even if that's just one person that your, your message was received, Mm -hmm. that's actually what matters because it's not about everybody hearing it because everybody could hear your message, but not actually take it to heart or, Mm -hmm. or let it really lead them into action. And what is information without it being applied? So that's funny because that was the second post you got, you got hit up on DM and you, and you displayed it on a post about somebody asking you if you wanted to buy followers and it was, it was just really cool. So that's, that's the other thing you talk about. People pay attention to total numbers because you know, the vanity metrics and things like that. I think, you know, maybe all of us at one point when we first start out, we get caught up in that, but then realize, okay, this is the long play here. You know, how can you build a solid foundation of a community, not followers, but a community that truly can appreciate what you have to say. And sometimes they may not take action on their page, but they're taking action in their life. You know, and that's even more important. I think what is happening to the industry is that people are monetizing the fact that they can make you famous. Um, And I think that that is something that is really a disadvantage because instead of saying, well, I can help you get famous and I'll help you get known and I'll do this content and all you need to do is pay me a check. That's what people are doing now. So it's, Mm. it's, it's giving a really bad false expectation to all these new people who are going about it in the wrong way because now they're letting other people kind of tell them how to brand themselves and they're telling them how to shoot and what content to put out based simply off of getting attention instead of what their actual overall long-term outlook is and goals. That's a great point because if you do that, you're, and you, I guess, adhere to what somebody's saying, like, Hey, this is what your brand should be like, Hey, Sean, or Hey, Gia, this is what we should shoot. This is how we should shoot it. This is what I want you to say. You're not creating an authentic community, right? Because they're following a character, right? And that's why I always try to be, you know, good or bad. Like, this is me. This is my brand. This is how I'm going to show up. Right. And I think it's super important to do that. And I think like, you know, you turn on social media today and you say, Oh my God, like that could be like, you see the same pose, the same look, the same, it's like, it's like, it's like Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, where is the creativity? Where is the passion? Where is the message? Why is everything getting lost? Because everybody's just kind of following each other because that's, this is what other people are saying. I can monetize and I can make money if you do this. And this is happening like with photographers, with anybody who's trying to make a business by using somebody else and getting a paycheck. So I get mad sometimes because I'm like, all these girls don't see it, but they're putting out what other people are telling them to put out instead of really what they want. And they don't realize what they actually want until down the road. And it's sometimes too late. It's interesting because to piggyback off of what you're just saying, they're everybody's following each other. Right. And specifically they see a trend, right? Like a a real trend or a, you know, a background music trend. 
background music trends, fine. But when you're going out there and you're just create recreating trends and getting followers, right? Your community is growing great. You can have a viral reel and you have a bunch of people that came to your community based on a reel. That's not even your brand. So now you're going to lose them because once they figure out that's not who you are, then you're rebuilding again. Yeah. You know, so I think it's better to not just to grow your community, but to grow your community with people that know who the what the hell they're going to get when they get there, right? Um, I just think it's super impactful. So, um, wow, yeah, good stuff. So, walk us through where you're at today. You know, just kind of share your story, you know, how you got here, and all that good stuff. Because you have a lot of amazing things that that you've done in the past that are still doing that have, that are sh- have shaped who you are today. I uh, started in 2009 professionally. So like I started way before that I was doing modeling with, at the age of 13, but in 2009 was actually the, the time that I started getting published mm-hmm. and, and I started actually doing jobs where I was getting like a regular, it made it into a career. Um, so yeah. So since then, you know, got into fitness, got my pro card, um, and then I just started doing public speaking, my YouTube channel. Um, I had my, at one point I had a swimmer line. Um, and so I've just been a very creative, I'm, I'm passionate. I, I like to do what I love and make a living at it. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe that anybody can do that. They just have to kind of find their own. I agree. I agree. Um, so you started modeling when you were 13. Started doing classes and go sees and all all the stuff that goes along with it. Yeah. So how did that how did that impact what you're doing today? Because you you're you're very out in the open as far as your uh, your brand. Do you feel like your modeling days prepared you to who you are as an entrepreneur and influencer? So um, one of the downsides to being online is you can't be a private person. Even if you wanted to be a private person, you know, I think that people kind of misunderstand that and they see it like, oh, you know, you're all out there and Mm -hmm. I couldn't do that. Sometimes you don't even ask for those things. Sometimes you want to be a private person. Maybe you don't want to be, you know, known like that. But Mm -hmm. once you go online, Google is a monster. And sometimes you, that's just, you know, like everybody says there's positive things and negative things, right? So there's good things and bad things. Some, the bad thing in my case is you can't be, you're, you know, you're out there. Mm-hmm. I can't control people's perception of me. Right. You know, you just have to continue to go forward with what you're doing. You're gonna, you're gonna fuck up. That's just part of it. You know, you're, you're a human being. People want to put you on a pedestal. They want to act like you can't make any mistakes. And then if you make a mistake, they want to like bash you for it. It's not fair. We're humans, you know, but you just, you know, you go out there, you do what you love. You put out what you love. People are either going to hate you or they're going to love you. And you can't control that. No, you can't control that. I recently had someone, you know, kind of come at me recently and it shook me. It shook me because that person doesn't know who the fuck I am. Right. Right. Um, But it's like people forget that there's human beings on the other side of this Instagram screen or Twitter or YouTube, whatever the fuck it is. And (laughs) it's like, it's a complete dehumanization. Like no one thinks anybody's human. And what we found is, and I found this in my early journey into, in, in my venture that I'm going, what I have right now is you see people right on Instagram or just their, 
they're out there in the world and everybody knows who the hell they are. All, you know, they're the who's who's of the world. And then when you talk to them, it's like, that guy's an asshole. Like, and then, and what, but what happens is, is you talked about expectations, right? right? You talk, you know, it's like, we all expect to see this person that is on a grid and that's right. not the way it is. Like, it's a highlight reel. It's like, okay, this is the best version of myself. I'm putting out there right now. Here's my mind. Take it, take a peek behind the curtain a little bit. Here's what I'm really about. But the reality is, is we all have our shit, right? Exactly. We all have our, our relationships, our marriages, our, our friendships, and, and we, we make mistakes, right? Yeah. No one's perfect. I think that's a, I think that's a funny point because, you know, people don't see it that way. No. And it's, it's, it's interesting. You they're, know? They're, they're never going to see it. They're never going to understand it. They're not in our shoes. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, the majority of them want to act like they don't want to be in your shoes, but then, you know, they kind of want to know, well, how come you got this opportunity or how come you got that opportunity? So they hate on you for the opportunities that came your way for the shit that you had to put up with to get there, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just, it's, it's something like they're never going to understand. They're not in your shoes. They're going to have their viewpoint. That's why you can't really listen to opinions because if you do that, it will literally destroy you. It will take you off your focus. You have to have tunnel vision. It's so funny because for like a day or two, it just, it really shook me, right? It shook me a little bit. And I'm just kind of like very introspective. I'm like, and I started questioning. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is the first of many. Okay. Yeah. You cannot, you cannot do this. This is the first of many doesn't know who you are. Who gives a shit? Who, who, who gives a flying fuck what this person thinks? And it's funny because Mark is like, well, I told you like, who cares? But it just, it, sometimes it takes it. Sometimes it's for me again. I told you she's smarter than me. Um, like for me, it takes a couple, you know, maybe like, you know, 18 hours, 24 hours to really kind of let yeah. it go in my mind. And then what I do and this is my trigger and I don't know how you, how you deal with things. I'm, I'm open to hear about it, but when things like that happen to me, the only way I can really kind of sh- just kind of clear it out is to get hyper-focused on what I know I need to do. Right. Right. You know, dial me, back in. I study psychology a lot in school. Um, so you have to understand that if somebody truly doesn't like you, if they deep down inside don't like you, they're not going to be visiting your page. They're not going to mm-hmm. be checking out what you're putting out. They're not even going to be listening to what you're doing. They just pass right by you. They're not going to be following you. Yeah. So if they take the time to really go to your page, check up what you're doing, then write a message to you, then write a message to your other followers. And, and they're all, they're confused fans. That's what mm. Fans and they want to be heard, and it's it has a lot to do with their upbringing. Their upbringing has always been, you know, they got used to being bullied, you know, as a child. They got used to being put down, so that's all they know how to repeat. They're repeating a toxic cycle. Yeah, it's funny because, like, I, you know, my wife, my wife and I are having this conversation the other day, and it's something I fully believe. But when you're in the moment, it's really hard to kind of just see what it really is, and it's really about triggers. Right? Right. It's not about me or you. It's something that happened or we might have posted that may have triggered something that for them right. that was down, you know, in the past and it just ignites a fire and then we're the receiving end of it. So we have to be super aware of the fact that, you know, someone's reaction to us 
is not about us. It's 100% them. Yeah. yeah, there's three reasons why somebody would follow you. You're relatable. They can use you. Mm-hmm. Or there's something in you that they can relate to in the sense of like something you said, they, they're projecting it onto themselves. Yeah. So if you can kind of like see everything that you do like that, it'll help you. No, that's good advice because it, it was uh, one of those things where it was just like, okay, this is, this is the first one. And it was intense. I have, I've always left it in my highlights, like little quotes like that. Like people will love and hate you and I'll have nothing to do with you because the truth of the matter is they're not really most, the majority of people following you really don't think about you. If once you understand they're not, you're not in their head space, they're not really thinking about you. It's just whatever you're doing for X, Y reason is either relatable or they can use you somehow, some way. So once you realize that you're like, fuck it, I'm going to do what I want to do and I'm going to enjoy life. (laughs) Yeah. I think too, like, I think you just get just a more authentic reach that way. You yeah. know, and and, it, and it's funny because people, a lot of people ask me, well, have you tried this? Because this person's doing this and that person's doing that. I'm like, no, I, I mean, like, fuck no, because that's not who I am. Like, well, you know, it doesn't, like, it doesn't matter what other people are doing. Just understand this. As long as you can build relationships online with mm-hmm. people, genuine relationships and, you know, not about, it's, you should never approach any situation with like, what can I get from them? What can right. I use for? Because mm-hmm. then you're going to end up, you're going to end up fucking up the relationship. Go mm-hmm. into it like, Hey, I like this person. Let me work with them. Let me, you know, see how they are. If it's a great relationship. Great. If they don't like me, move on. I appreciate you. This chance that's giving me the chance and, and you move on, you know? It's like any other relationship, but I feel like what's happened is, and this is going down a completely different road, but Hey, like I said, it's, it's a free conversation. Um, because I think people need to hear this too. Right. And I, I truly feel like conversations go in the direction that they're supposed to go in. And the, the biggest thing though, right there is just like you said, people are engaging with people on social media, not everybody, but a lot of times because as, as, as a small of a page as I have, I get people trying to follow and leverage my ass all the time. And it's just like, I read it. I'm like, what the fuck? Like I'm a person, like, what do, what are we talking about here? Like, let's, let's have a conversation, but you can, it, it, it's really weird because sometimes you can feel like, you know, you might've felt that way when I messaged you, but you, you, you have this immediate, okay, I got this message. It seems cool. seems like a genuine person, but then like, after like two or three exchanges, it goes down like this weird road. Because I think, yeah, I think like it's hard. It's impersonal on a device, right? Right. So, and I mean, let's be real. The majority of people that are on social media that are normal, normal people, not crazy. Mm -hmm. They're there to leverage and use it as a tool for their business. Mm -hmm. There's two types, right? There's there's people that are leveraging it for their business, and then there's some people that are just like sitting around just trying to entertain themselves. The ones who are sitting around trying to entertain themselves, they don't want to learn. They don't want to be no. educated. You know, they're there just to like be entertained. Like this is no. TV. So yeah, it, it can be tough. Like you have constantly. I, I used to say back when I first started, I'd be like, why am I meeting all these models who have such foul personalities they're not humble they're not like what why are these people all the same but then I started to realize as I got involved with business and I had all the time somebody trying to use me and 
take advantage of me. I started to understand it. I'm like, you start to want to get this shield up and kind of mm-hmm. protect yourself. But I vowed that I would never allow that because the day that I allow that, I got to get out of the industry. I can't yeah. allow it to ruin who I am, you know? And that's the one thing that I, that I enjoyed about you is, is when I reached out to you, like I didn't really think that you would even get the message to be quite honest, you know, because I thought I might've gone into like the request box or, or whatever. I'm like, she's never going to see this shit, but like, no, Hey, no, here's the thing. Like, I don't believe that bullshit when they say I don't read my messages mm-hmm. or I have a manager. I don't believe that. Like I have had my management help me out. Sometimes if I'm traveling or I'm not in the States, they've mm-hmm. helped me out here or there. But for the most part, I'm very hands-on with everything I do. And so do you have to protect yourself, you know, by, screening and making sure you don't respond to the wrong people. Yes. But yeah. you have to be cold and impersonal to somebody who comes at you in a professional, nice way. No, absolutely not. And anybody who uses it as an excuse, mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah. Just- I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. And, and that's just, it's just one of those things that just, just so you know, I appreciated that. Right. Um, because, and because of that, we have a new friendship, right? We have a new connection. Right. And exactly. And it was, there was no ego involved. And that is sometimes I feel like there's a lot of ego involved, right? Um, I've asked people to go come on podcasts who I felt who had a really good message and that my audience would really enjoy. Like, sorry, dude, you're not big enough yet. I'm like, all right, motherfucker. That's cool. That's cool. But when I explode, don't, don't think, don't think for one second. The thing is, is like, at what point are we going to realize that we are not celebrities. What, where is this? What, let's, let's, let's talk about the real celebrities. Real mm-hmm. celebrities are doing things like we're not, I don't know where these people get because they have 10 million or 12 million. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a real celebrity. No, no. Like even real celebrities are humble and nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude. I just, I don't get the mentality. That's the funniest thing dude. because like, I always tell this story and it's so funny that you said real celebrities are actually nice. Dude, I live in Florida, in Southwest Florida, right? And I'm at a older city, like very populated city, probably about four years ago, three and a half years ago. And I'm on the phone with my buddy and I'm walking through Publix, right? And I'm in the produce section and I say, dude, holy shit. He's like, what's up? I go, it's fucking Jennifer Gardner over there. I was like, well, it looks like Jennifer Gardner. It could be Jennifer Gardner. He's like, bro, I know where you live. That's not Jennifer Gardner. I'm like, okay, you're probably right. So I cross her, I cross this lady's, this girl's path like two or three more times. And I go, Dan, I got to go. That's definitely Jennifer Gardner. And so I'm texting my wife. I'm like, baby, I think Jennifer Gardner is at Publix. She goes, you're insane. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm telling you right now. So finally I go up to, I, I actually went up to her, this person right. that I thought was Jennifer Gardner. I said, excuse me. Right. I was like, I have a question to ask you. You've probably been asked like a thousand times in this store, but are you Jennifer Gardner? She goes, I am. How are you? What's your name? I'm like, my name is Sean French. She goes, so it's so nice to meet you. I'm here with my grandma. Thank you for saying hi. And I'm like, hey, no problem. She goes, do you live around here? I'm like, yeah, down the street. And she was super kind and she's one of the, bigger celebrities on the planet, but yet, you know, somebody with 147,000 Instagram followers can turn into a dick in a heartbeat because the computer screen says he's cool. I don't get it. This is what I'm saying. Like it goes back to the old adage. 
if you are acting like you have money, you don't have money. If you are acting like you're famous, you're not famous. <laughs> you don't need to pretend. You don't need to do this whole, no. Like if you're secure as a person, you know what you have. There should be no threat to how you, you should, the way you treat people says a lot about you. And I've always, always stood firm to that. And that is one of the reasons why I believe that I have stayed as long as I have in the industry, mm. because I think people come and go in this industry, you know, and over a decade, I'm still, if not, I think where I'm at right now is at a better point than where I was before. So. I mean, it's just, it's the personality, right? It's the respect you have for another human being. And like my wife and one of my good friends always says is nobody will ever care how much you know or what you say, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. Absolutely. You know, we, we, we tell our children that constantly, right? Um, especially our middle child. <laughs> uh-huh. she, she can get squirrely. She can get squirrely. Oh, she, she's a oh. five-year-old. She's a five-year-old bombshell and our three-year-olds no different, but it's a fun age. Uh, you know, we have three, we have an eight year old boy, five year old girl and a three year old girl. And they're handsome and beautiful, intelligent and talented. And I tell you what though, the girls stretch me in ways Gia that I never thought I'd be stretched. <laughs> like I've always said that. I always said, I was like, girls are dumb. They're not going to like, boys will go behind your back. Like you can tell them something that will go behind your back and they'll mm-hmm. do it anyway. Girls would be like right in your face. Hell no. And then they'll like, they'll literally live up to that. So they're harder in, in the face, mm-hmm. but they at least are not afraid to like say it when boys are like, okay, sure. And then behind your back. <laughs> it's funny because our, the three-year-old Mia, she's in your face, batshit crazy. Right. Mm-hmm. But I mean, she's so sweet and beautiful. I just like, like it's she is. She's so sweet. <laughs> it's, it's a double-edged sword, right? I mean, she's trying to rip down the Easter basket from the counter at six o'clock this morning asking for candy. Like, that's the kind of crazy I deal with after I get back from the gym. It's like, well, I was all zinned out, but now I'm a neurotic mess. That's just kids. I have helped. I literally um, have helped raise 42 children total. 42 yeah. children? How does that work out? Um... I'm an adoptive mother. I adopt. And also I have helped several friends and family with their kids. So, so that's amazing. So you adopt children Mm -hmm. or is it a a foster situation? Um, I actually adopted my son. Um, he was one and a half when his mom abandoned him. And so, and now he's grown and out of the house. He's, you know, that's amazing. Thing in college, but yeah. So mm-hmm. I didn't know that. That's incredible. Yeah. That is incredible. A lot, don't, a lot of people don't know a lot of things about me. <laughs> they 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 see this this they see my pictures, these glamorous mm-hmm. pictures, and they're kind of like, oh, you know, she's like all the girls out there. You know, they have that's a complete. That's what the media will do. The media, you know, they make these beautiful pictures, but you don't know the mm-hmm. people behind them. So never ever judge. Can I ask you a couple of questions about that? Um, like how did, how does that make you feel as a person? Like, because yes, you can go back and look at all these amazing photos of, of Gia and, you know, people will look at those photos and they'll comment just on the physical part of you, but there's, that's only like 1% of you, right? There's different layers to you. And so how, 
they uh, they will say a lot of things that they would never say to your face. And if they were in your face, you'd get a chance to punch them. So you're a badass, dude. I, they probably don't want to say that to you. You probably have one of those straps on your leg. <laughs> no, no, I have a nine millimeter. I've been dying to try out. So I would love for them to be <laughs> You heard a guy's Lobo Defense, brand yeah. new nine, ready to roll. That's yes. funny. <laughs> Oh man. Let me ask you a question. What are the top three lessons you've taken from your life experiences and kind of brought them into your entrepreneurship and all your businesses? Uh, elaborate again on that. So what do you mean? So things that you learned just along the way, whether it's a lesson you learned from a parent or or the modeling industry, um, you know, how, how, how has that impacted how you run your business? Okay. So, um, you know, getting started, you, I didn't necessarily in the beginning take charge and control Mm -hmm. over my image and my brand. I allowed other people, photographers included to kind of tell me what I should do. And that was a huge failure on my part, huge mistake. Mm -hmm. I have to live with those mistakes. You know, I have pictures out there that I am not too proud of because I allow the photographer to direct those pictures. But going forward, when I took complete control over my image and how I did things, um, I start to understand that it's a business. It's a business in the sense of, you know, everything you do has to be done just like any other business. I don't care if you're running a gun store or you're running a car lot or you have a gym. It's the same processes. You know, you have to be organized. You have to be on time. You have to be professional. You have to be courteous. Um, you know, you have to be honest. You have to be trusted by your client. And the image that goes into that is just as important. You know, how you look online um, is the type of people that you're going to bring, you know, the clients that you're going to bring. So, um, yeah, everything that I do on a daily basis has helped me get up to this point where I've owned, when I can have my own businesses and have investments because it all kind of falls into play. Yeah, I know. That's a great point because again, we're going with the authenticity, right? That in the early stages of your career, you were being swayed by somebody who was supposed to know and have your best interest in mind. And they put things out there that you weren't necessarily um, okay with. And to this day, you're like, Hey, there's some pictures out there of me that I really don't like. That's not who I am. And people have casted an opinion probably based on those pictures, you know, in the modeling industry, with the the bathing suits for instance so Mm -hmm. i actually i actually sewed my suits from scratch everything was by hand so Mm -hmm. i customized uh competition like your ifbb bodybuilding suits and i also did modeling the tiny itty bitty tiny bikinis Mm -hmm. so in the beginning um you know the photographers were like yeah this is great put this on but see if i had known what i know now i would have realized that that is going to attract a certain type of clientele Mm -hmm. normal girls mainstream girls aren't going to wear those things you know so i did it because you know i was like oh i'm you know i'm promoting my brand i need photos i need content and the photographer's like yeah wear that little did I know that it was going to attract these type of predatorial people. And then from there, you know, content got stolen and things, you know, my computer was hacked. People stole stuff, start putting out their, and they make a business off of this. They literally make a business selling you and that's how they do it. You know, and there's, it's just, it's a real dark, there's a dark side that I didn't know that I was very naive to knowing and I had to learn. 
Yeah, that's a really fucked up thing because I saw I saw you write something or publish something based on the modeling industry and how how dark it can be, the dark side of the modeling industry that of stealing pictures and selling them and all of a sudden you're in fucking publications that you didn't even know you're gonna be a part of. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that again compensated you didn't yep. you didn't ask to be branded this way this is not who you are this mm-hmm. is not you know they're, they're making you out to be something that and they're making money off of that and you didn't get a single penny you know it's 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 a really it's it's sad that these people and they're these people live in their mom's basement they have no lives mm-hmm. they're you know it's like it's like a it's like a, a boat in the middle of the ocean and there's a hole and the hole is them, you know, leaking your content and you're trying to get rid of it. And they just keep, you're going to, you're going to sink, you know? So you have to get to a point where you're like, you know what? I'm not going to let these people are going to find a new girl and a new girl. And there's a new girl that turns 18 every day. And they're just Mm going to keep on doing this to every girl. And until women understand that if you want to have a business and you want to have financial freedom, you got to be really, really careful about your image. I mean, super hyper paranoid about your image and you can't let anybody tell you anything you have to. It's not about, Oh, I can post it and just keep it for me. No, you can't even do it. Just don't do it at all. You know, because there are people out there that will target you. If they see dollar signs on you, they'll target you. (laughs) It's just, that's just wrong, man. It's just wrong. Have you ever, have you ever thought about being like an, an image consultant for young models that come into the industry and, and truly coach them on how to be strong willed and, and stick to their guns on how they want to be branded and, and what, and what type of images they want out there? Well, if I find the right people to collaborate with Mm -hmm. so that the message is delivered properly, because here's another issue that we, we don't talk about online. People don't want to hear the dark side. People don't want to hear the truth because a lot of times they've never experienced it themselves. So they don't really believe it. Mm-hmm. And the ones that know it exists are the predatorial people. So they'll try to dig and keep it hidden by, by, by creating a narrative that they can control. Mm. And they'll try to discredit you and make you out to be like you're lying because they want to keep the lie alive because why they make money off of that. So, you know, you're dealing with a small percentage of girls who's experienced it. You're dealing with those who are trying to create a narrative so they can keep monetizing off of you. And then the majority of the masses mm. don't even want to hear the truth because it's so dark. It's something they'll never experience and they can, they don't even understand you hear all these celebrities and models who were targeted and leaked this and leaked that, right? Mm-hmm. But also see the, the masses of messages all blaming her instead of seeing the predatorial behavior. So they'll just continue to do the same thing because no one's there's no accountability for any action. That, that's just so interesting. And I would imagine too, these young girls getting into the industry, they don't want to know about it, not just because they haven't seen it or never will experience it. They probably don't want to know about it because they don't want to have the idea or know that the industry that they want to be in is, 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 is rotten in so many ways. They don't want to believe it's going to happen to them. Right. And I have actually had girls that I have messaged saying, Hey, look, you need to be careful. This is happening to your content. And they will be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And tomorrow they're doing, they're releasing new content and the same things happen. And I'm like, didn't I just warn you? They, they want to believe in 
in that, that this is going to take them somewhere on a golden brick road. And they mm-hmm. want to, there's a knight in white shining armor on a horse. It's going to like give them all their dreams. And it just, it's this whole unrealistic rose colored glass. So yeah, your, your message falls to deaf ears most of the time. Unbelievable. Um, I want to switch gears. because I know we don't have all day and we're, and yes. we're running up on time. Um, I want to, I want you to, to share a little bit about Lobo's defense. You and your husband, uh, started, you know, created a business called Lobo's Defense Gun yes. Store. You know, chat with us about that. So I have a few sponsorships. One of them is Angsted Arms. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be actually doing a huge shoot with them this weekend. Um, so we're going out to the range and we're going to be doing some really cool stuff. They have, I love their firearms. Um, they started in 2014 and they are one of the few firearms that take, um, Glock mags, which is really, really cool. Mm -hmm. So I'm really looking forward to it because I'm going to be working with them. We're going to be doing some custom firearms and tactical weapons. And then we have a store as well. So that'll be launching, um, as soon as the pictures come back from this shoot, we'll be doing the launch for that. Nice. So when's your store actually open? Um, it's it's already open. Oh, it is open. Um, okay. Yeah, we, we've actually been working on it for what now over five years. Oh wow! Um, so it's something that you know, it's these things take time. They're not something that you know everybody can do. It takes a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of work. But um, yeah, so it's it's more of just introducing it into the media now because mm-hmm. we've been doing it for small clients here and there. But now we're just going to be letting it um, you know be available for the masses. Well, obviously, when you do, um, please share it with me so I can share it with my people. You know, I want to bring awareness to to your brand and your husband's brand. Um, he is a um, Special Forces veteran. Um, yes. So I think it's important to support uh, veterans um, and, and people that are doing good things out in the world. So um, imagine a year down the road from now, right? Where we're sitting down again in a year chatting. What are we celebrating? You mean a year ahead? Yeah. Okay, so a year ahead we'd be, uh, well, depending on where you're going in a year. What, what's your goals? Tell me what you're up to. Oh, I just meant specifically for you, but where I'm going, I, I mean, listen, you know, I'm looking to get a million downloads. You know, I want to be a million strong on my, on my listener base, uh, helping corporate clients uh, achieve success through their sales force by driving accountability and, and you know, and, and sales um, tools with high performing habits. I want to work with athletes all across the world. I want to be speaking across the world. That's where I, that's where I'm going. Right. That's my goal. Um, okay. I see it very clearly. And, okay. uh, you know, we just got to focus on the process and not look at the scoreboard for right now. So a year from now, we'd be doing a toast, uh, a salute to, to just following our dreams, following our goals and actually achieving them. Because I think that, there is no one end goal, right? Mm-hmm. It's always like all these little steps that you write out. Cause I journal a lot and it's like every day I'm doing one of them. And then when you look at the big picture, it's coming alive. I think it's super important for everybody listening that the finish line is never a finish line. It is a checkpoint. And as soon as you get through one wall, you go through another wall and another and another and another in the one toxic thing that I want you guys to be very, very aware of is when the people come up to you and ask you, aren't you happy with what you've accomplished? You should be happy with where you're at because you've done X, Y, and Z. Just because high achieving people continue to push doesn't make us ungrateful. 
makes us fucking alive. Exactly. exactly. Different checkpoint. We, we are, we're our own worst critics and we have a tendency to not really look back and look at the past. So that's good because it keeps us moving with new stuff, but yep. then never really sit back and go, wow, we really accomplished all these things. Right. So sometimes you do need your wife, for instance, or my husband to go, Hey, no, look, you accomplished all of this, you know, mm-hmm. because we're always like next, next. next. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the next thing and then you don't focus on the win long enough and you just and you bolt off right so no i I fully believe in that as well you know really relishing in the win and then moving on not moving on and forgetting about the win but like hey let's there's more to do um i i'm going to make sure i put all your links in the show notes because i want all my listeners to know where to find you um your website all that kind of stuff um, Gia has a lot of great things that she's doing guys, a great message. Um, so make sure you hit the follow button on all of her platforms that I'm going to post in the show notes and, uh, go to her website. Um, that I'll also put in the show notes for her new store, buy some shit, support her, shout her out because her and her husband are doing amazing things. And, uh, Gia, if you don't mind to hang out for a little bit here, um, after I hit stop, but listen, guys, I hope you all got a lot out of this episode. Um, I truly did. It was probably one of my more fun episodes to have someone so awesome on and so open and and kind. So with that being said, guys, please share the show and I'll see you next time.